Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare. And before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that if you haven't already, we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes. Uh, it definitely helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more people that listen to the podcast, the more questions we're going to get for the podcast, which means it's going to help you get those questions answered that you didn't even know you wanted or needed answered. So we'd really appreciate it if you go to launchchat.io and you can find the links to our podcast there. And then make sure you go give us a rating or review and let us know how we're doing. Now, today's question comes from Garrett, who's in Franklin, Tennessee, which is just outside of where I lived when I lived in Tennessee. So it's cool that we're getting a, you know, a little bit of kind of local flavor from the places that used to live. Now, his question, again, is about investment. And it's, it's mostly about like, what do you do when you're a startup founder and there's not a lot of investors where you're at? And so this is a good question for any startup founder who's not in Silicon Valley or not in New York or some of those other really big metro areas that venture capital is sort of relatively available. And so we're going to talk about some ways that you can overcome that and still raise money for your startup. Today's question comes from Garrett in Franklin, Tennessee. He writes in, there's not a lot of investors in the area I'm located in. It seems like most of the startup capital is segregated to the coastal cities, like San Francisco and Los Angeles. Is there a way for a startup like mine in the middle of the country to attract those investors? And if not, how would you go about raising money even with such a small amount of investors available in my area? Hey Garrett, so thanks for your question. Now, if you're not in Silicon Valley, you're not in New York, you're not in Boston, uh, you know, if you're in the middle of the country, you're in the South, access to capital is not readily available. I've seen startups who are in Silicon Valley who raised millions of dollars and like they sneezed that morning. <laughs> uh, like, it's just crazy to me how much money goes around startups in Silicon Valley or some of those other areas where I know startups who are right here in our backyard who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars in profitable revenue every year and have a hard time drawing investors to their startup. For startups like that and startups like, you know, Garrett, who's in Franklin, Tennessee, there's a couple things that you can do. The first thing that you can do is find the places where you're at that can get you access to whatever investors are available in your area. Now, every area around the country has investors. I've very rarely seen a place that doesn't have access to investors. So Franklin, Tennessee, I know that that's uh, right near Nashville. And I know there's a lot of investors in Nashville, not as much as Silicon Valley or New York and some of those other places, but there is a good bit of investors in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, if you were in, you know, here in Charleston, Charleston's a good place to be. There's also some other major metro areas in uh, South Carolina uh, that you can raise money from. And there, there are investors all around the country. It, it's just that they're saturated in certain markets. So what I would do first is try to go find the places in your area that have like a, a collection of the investors. Sometimes this is going to be like angel groups in the area. Uh, sometimes it's going to be different startup conferences in the area. Uh, sometimes it's going to be accelerator programs or incubator programs who have direct access to whatever investors are participating in, in the area. So that's the first thing that I would do to try to get access to some of the investors who are already there. The second thing that I would do, and this kind of touches on the events thing, is that if you're in one of those areas, there's a good chance that, um, like in Charleston, investors from all over the country love 
coming down and vacationing in Charleston. And sometimes they need an excuse to do that. And so a lot of times they come down for like certain startup conferences that we have. So there's a lot of events that come that happen down here in Charleston. Uh, I know in Nashville, there's a lot of uh, startup events like uh, 3686 uh, and some other big conferences that happen there. Uh, I was at Collision Conference in New Orleans not that long ago. And so when there's big events like that, that are within driving distance of you, then you should go participate in it. I think a couple episodes I talked about like what the return on investment is, you know, going to or sponsoring some of these, uh, big startup conferences and events. I think if you're trying to meet investors, that's one of the ways that you can justify spending the money on travel or time going to some of those events. Uh, is it, if it's to connect with investors now, what's going to happen when you do that is you're going to meet investors who are from all over the country. And so you might meet investors who are based out of San Francisco, or you might meet investors who are based out of New York. The way that you need to position yourself is like kind of a diamond in the rough. Like, yes, you're not the typical startup they would invest in because they're not in Silicon Valley or they're not in New York or they're not in Boston or whatever major metro area they're from. But, you know, this investor has not exclusive rights to you, but like they found you. You know, as long as you can go and make an intro and give them your pitch deck and kind of make your pitch to them as to why you should get investment, then they're going to be interested. Now, investors want to make money. The same problem you have where the investors are saturated in certain places, investors are starting to realize that there's a lot of startups outside of the major metro areas who can and raise money and deserve to raise money. And so there's a big article, I think it was last week, where a lot of investors are kind of flocking to the Midwest. I know that Steve Case's Rise of the Rest is traveling around the country to some of these places like Tennessee and looking for startups to invest in. Now, these kind of things are really going to help boost the credibility of the startups that are in the middle of the country or in the Southeast uh, or in the South in general. And you need to like piggyback off of those things and utilize those and leverage those connections that you can make at some of those different competitions or pitch events or, you know, the places that investors that are outside of your area would, you know, come to your area to talk. The other way that you can raise money from startups that are or from investors who are not necessarily in your area is by reaching out to them. Again, like the investors have the same problem as you. Like you can't find them because they're not where you are. They can't find you because of where they are. So if they're based out of Silicon Valley, do they even know about a startup in Franklin, Tennessee? Like probably not. You need to work to get on their radar. When they're in San Francisco and they're walking down the street, there's probably 10 founders, you know, sitting at the coffee shop who are all trying to pitch them on their idea. And that's great for them at the moment, but there's also all these startups in the middle of the country who they don't know about. So it's hard to blame the investors who are outside of your area for not investing in you if they don't know about you and they don't know that you exist. They're going to flock, the investors are going to flock to the places where the most deals are and the most deals are happening. And obviously those are going to be the major metro areas. That just means you have to hustle a little harder to get on the radar of some of those investors who are not in your area. One note I want to make on this though, is that I've seen a lot of startups who were based in the Southeast or the Midwest who were able to raise money from investors in some of those big metro areas. But then those investors as a condition of giving them the money wanted them to move to those other areas. That's a decision that you as a founder have to make. A lot of times those investors are going to want to have ready access to you 
in the city that they're in because they have connections there. They have corporate connections there. They have other investors who they know there and they want easy access to you. And so they're going to want you to move your company from wherever you are to wherever they're at. And it it happens a lot. I'm not going to say that I don't believe in doing that um, because to me, I think it helps the community when something like that happens. Some people feel differently about this. Some people feel that when a startup gets funded or gets acquired and then they move to another location, that that's bad for that local economy. But I don't really believe that. I think that really helps bolster the credibility of that community. As long as the founder remembers where they came from. (laughs) And that's a founder thing. That's not the investors thing. So you, if you raise money and you go to New York or you raise money and you go to San Francisco, just remember that your startup started in Franklin, Tennessee. And that when the time comes that you should help out the startups who are in Franklin, Tennessee, because you don't want to become the thing that you're frustrated with right now, which is someone who ignores the fact that there are startups in other parts of the country who deserve to get funded. And so that's what's really good to bolster these communities, I feel, is is having startup founders who raise money, even if they have to leave, they eventually come back or they use whatever leverage they have to help the startups in their community. Because if you do move to a major metro area, the chances of you meeting a lot of investors is pretty high. Uh, the chances of you raising follow-on investment is pretty high. You're still going to have connections in the place that you came from, which means you can kind of filter some of those connections down to the startups that you know are doing really well where you came from. That's what's going to help your community grow. So those are some tactics that I would use in order to raise money for your startup if you don't have investors in your immediate area. Uh, the last point I want to make on this is it is a hurdle but every startup raising money has hurdles. Even the startups in Silicon Valley have hurdles. Your hurdle being in Franklin, Tennessee, or if you're listening to this and you're in other parts of the country that don't have ready access to capital, your hurdle is getting in front of investors because there's just not that many. The good position you're in is that when you do find an investor, you're not competing with a hundred other startups in Franklin, Tennessee that are trying to raise money from that individual investor. The downside for startups in Silicon Valley that are trying to raise money is that every startup in Silicon Valley has access to every investor in Silicon Valley. And there's for every investor, there's probably a hundred startups or a thousand startups who are trying to raise money from that investor because it's so saturated there. So you might look at it as a bad thing, but every startup has like their hurdles that they have to get over. Your hurdle just happens to be different than uh, you know the startup that's in Silicon Valley. Is that better or worse? That's up to you in the way that you look at it. If you're a good startup founder, if you're a hustler, if you're doing everything that you need to be doing, you will be able to raise money. It might be a little bit more difficult for you, but just know that like every hurdle that you get over as a startup founder is a lesson that you need to learn in order to become a successful company owner, because that's what you're really trying to be at the end of the day is like, you're not trying to be a startup founder. You're trying to be a company owner and grow your company. Every, every startup founder, every company owner is going to go through challenges and you just have to be able to get over those hurdles, whatever they are, no matter what they are in order to be successful. So Garrett, I I hope that you know, answers your question. One way that we can help with the finding your investors though, is if you go to findmystartupinvestors.com, we can give you a list of about a hundred investors who we feel would be ideal to help you raise money, whether they're located near you or not. So if you're interested in that, definitely head over to the website. But regardless of that, good luck raising money on your startup. I know it's a difficult process, but I definitely know you can do it. That's it for today's episode. 
To celebrate the launch of the podcast, we're giving a listener a free ticket to TechCrunch Disrupt, which is this September in San Francisco. To learn more about the giveaway, head over to launchchat.io. And while you're there, you can also post your startup question right on our website. All you have to do is click record, ask your question, and we'll feature you on the show. Remember, if you don't want to miss an episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe. And we'd also love it if you gave us a rating or review. Until next episode, keep grinding. Keep grinding.